This month on the Living Ladies Podcast, Sexually Transmitted Diseases. Hi, Amanda. How are you? Hi, Doctor. I'm great, sir. How are you? Good, good. I thought we could discuss about STDs this month as carnival is in the air and everybody is having fun and seems to be happy. And this is very important for this month. Okay. I I totally agree with that because there's a lots of there's lots of revelry and we need to have the information so that we could protect ourselves. So I also have some questions that I hope you can answer for me. Okay, great. My first question is there are three letters that are used interchangeably. STD or STI. What is an STD or STI? STD stands for sexually transmitted disease and an STI is sexually transmitted infection. So the infection, if not treated, leads to the disease. How do you get an STI? Well, as it says, sexually transmitted, you get this um, infection from having sexual intercourse or sexual contact, not only penetration, but contact as well. What are some of the common STIs? Okay, so in the past, what were very common was syphilis, gonorrhea, herpes as well, and obviously everybody knows about HIV. And a new infection on the rise is something called chlamydia. And a lot of people are not aware of this. But chlamydia is actually, it's not a new infection, it's always been there, but it's actually more common now. What are some symptoms of these STIs? Well, the most common symptoms would be a vaginal discharge. Some of them could be colorless, majority tends to be yellow to green. And this can come with an odor. You can get burning or itching in the vagina and outside. You can actually get blisters on the labia as well. Quite a few women will experience pain with intercourse. Now, this infection itself could also lead to abnormal bleeding, such as what we call intermenstrual bleeding, which is bleeding that is not a period. And bleeding with the period could be heavier than expected. Is there symptoms associated with chlamydia specifically? That's a very good question, Amanda, because chlamydia specifically could cause some of those symptoms. But a lot of chlamydia can actually be what we call asymptomatic which means there are no symptoms and you still have the infection, but you might, you might just feel a discomfort and you don't know what it is, but you have no discharge. Some women, and especially men, can actually experience urinary tract infection. Okay. A person gets an STI. I think the big question, can it be treated? Yes, because most of these are infections. So we can have antibacterial infections. So you use an antibiotic. There's a specific treatment for chlamydia as well. However, some of these infections, especially herpes, why you can treat it when it pops up, it doesn't totally go away. And this could lie dormant in your body and reactivate at any time. Therefore, a person can have this infection for the rest of their life, but not having symptoms every day. It just pops up sometimes once every three months, sometimes once a year, once every two years. They will get an outbreak of blisters on the the vulva and then it forms ulcers. How can you test for this? There are various ways of testing for infections. 
first of all, seeing your doctor and doing a clinical examination by looking at the discharge and having a feel. And this actually is 50% of the times you can actually diagnose an STD or STI from just doing that examination. The second method would be doing specific swabs, which actually has to be sent to the lab and tested for these specific infections. Doing blood tests helps to detect some of them. For chlamydia specifically, there's the new urine testing. And this is actually the most accurate test for chlamydia because there are various tests that are done on the market. Swabs, blood tests, and the urine. But the urine via a procedure called PCR is actually the most accurate way to test for chlamydia. Hmm. That's very important to note. It can be treated, but first you must go to your doctor. Other than causing abnormal discharge or an infection, are there any other implications of these infections? Yes. In some women, in addition to just a discharge, if this infection stays in a woman for a very prolonged time or it goes untreated, it can actually lead to infertility. And the reason it causes infertility is the infection causes scarring of the fallopian tube, which means that you get blockages in your tubes. And remember, to get pregnant, the egg and the sperm gets fertilized in your tube. So if your tubes are blocked, you may never be able to get pregnant or it takes much longer to get pregnant if the actual tube becomes unblocked. This infection is called PID or pelvic inflammatory disease. So some people may know that term, but yes, it can it actually leads to infertility if untreated. So it's safe to say that the implications are not just short-sighted, but later down the road, it can have a great effect. Yeah, especially on young women, because remember, these are the women who are, would want to have um, babies. Obviously, women who've had babies in the past, it may not pertain to them, but it's still actually an infection that can be part. And also to note, some of these infections, if untreated, can be passed down to a baby. So again, you want to make sure you don't have this infection before you get pregnant. Some people use the phrase one and done. And my question is, can someone get the same STD multiple times? Yes, they can. Because getting treated, you get rid of that infection at that point in time. If you come into contact again with a, a same partner who has the infection, they could give it back to you and you'll get it again. So there's no immunity specifically for that one um, infection. You can get reinfected. In addressing the concept of condoms being foolproof, do condoms prevent STDs? Condoms increase your chances of preventing an STD, but they are not 100% effective in preventing all of the STDs. Even just by pregnancy itself, some women get pregnant even when they use a condom based on having a hole in the condom or the condom broke. It is the same thing holds for the STIs in the sense that if it, you have a hole, it's used improperly, you can still get an infection. However, Using a condom is still a very good way of trying to prevent an STD. So to note, it's not 100% effective, but it can be used. But we want to lean to the side of 100% effectiveness. So my next question is, 
How can someone avoid getting an STD? There are many things you can do to reduce your chance of getting an STD. First of all, obviously, be faithful. Be with one person. Have sex with only one other person whom you trust. Having contact with someone who is not infected means that you won't get the STD from them and they won't get it from anybody else. Using condoms, obviously, used correctly, can decrease your risk of getting an infection. Especially um, latex or polyurethane condoms can be very good against STD. Having fewer partners, the more partners you have intercourse with or sex with, the greater your chance of getting an STD. Also, if you're in a new relationship, go and get tested before you all have intercourse. Be smart. Again, carnival is in the air. Don't mix drugs and alcohol with sex because getting drunk or high can affect your ability to make smart decisions about sex. Another point is we, we talk about sexually transmitted, but also we have to remember that using IV drugs or, and sharing your needles you can get an STD passed on that way through. And it's basically being passed through the blood. Um, at the end of it all, don't have sex if you are not in a stable relationship. Obviously, abstinence is the surest way to avoid getting an STD. Just to go back on one point that you made there, when you said that if you're in a new relationship, your partner, you and your partner should go and get tested. I think uh, an important word there should be together. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and don't only just go. Show your results to your partner. Because I've had many people come to the office saying, oh yes, I got tested with my work and he was tested and he told me it was normal. But by saying that, it means you didn't actually see the results. You were just told it was normal. Right. Seeing is believing. Exactly. And if you have nothing to hide, you will show it to somebody. But if you, if you have something to hide, you'll verbally tell them something and not actually show them the evidence that you really, you've cleared. So I think, again, we have to be smart. We have to be mature about things. Do the test together and share your results. Those were some very, very insightful and important points there. Be faithful, use condoms, have fewer partners, go with your partner together and don't mix drugs and alcohol with sex. Don't have sex. I know that may be a hard one to, hard one to swallow for many people, but abstinence, it's the surest way. So doctor, we thank you for giving us loads of information in such a short period of time. Is there anything that you would like to reiterate? You're welcome again. No problem for doing the talk. Just remember, don't feel that you could never get an STD. It is very common. I see it all the time. And be responsible during this carnival season because this is when, it's actually next month is when I'll be seeing lots of people come into the office with discharges. So use condoms, be very cautious when you're going out and even in self, don't take drinks from other people that you don't know because you don't know if they are putting something in your drinks that could then lead to you being in an uncompromising situation. How can someone get in contact with your office? Oh, okay. So I work at Southern Medical and you can call me. Direct numbers are 290-1249. 
and my assistant Natalie, it's 3947528. On behalf of everyone listening, thank you again, doctor. And also do enjoy your carnival season.